0: Welcome to another In the Telling scrap episode. Segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. In this scrap episode, young adult author Candice J. Thomas talks about her book Vampire-ish and the genre she calls paranormal satire. This scrap episode is sponsored by Anthony Buck. Anthony Buck has been teaching people to sing with greater ease and strength and more beautiful tone for over ten years. His students successfully sing musical theater, pop, classical, and even rock music. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today.
1: It's it's not a thing. I mean, if you look in Amazon, it's not a subcategory. Paranormal satire is basically a vampire comedy. When I first started writing Vampirish, there's just not a market for it, but I wrote it as basically like a situational comedy because I just wanted my character kind of to lose on every chapter, um, <laughs> ethically. So that's why I call it a paranormal satire because it's not really it's vampires, but it but it's not horror. It's funny. It's got it's got blood. Like if that's yes. if that's the
2: definition of horror, there are some parts that I'm a little squeamish. I don't like yeah. um, I don't like my kids showing me their loose teeth. And I was like, okay, yes, we're talking about blood and raw meat and some things. But I'm good. I'm good. I can handle it. I, I really enjoyed Vampirish. I feel like you. if you want to call it a situational comedy, I feel like what that does for you or for me through your writing is sure. it gave me something surprising and interesting every step forward we moved in the plot. Yes. And I, I loved it.
1: Yeah. I wanted it to kind of move like a movie. And currently I'm trying to write it as a screenplay, so we'll see how that goes.
2: Oh, exciting. I would love to see some of that visualized. It is not the only uh, young adult vampire novel from a Utah writer written in first person that I have read. Um, (laughs) uh, But it is the first that I have liked. So (laughs) I thought your character was so likable and relatable, even though I'm nothing like him right i i felt like i could see him in my life and recognize him and uh if i found myself in a room with him i would not be interested in leaving right away
1: <laughs> thank you i did try to make oliver brixby kind of the lovable loser i wanted him super um just kind of an the the geeky adorableness you know when it comes to your characters and i wanted him to lose i i did want him to lose on every I found it funny. I just would think about funny situations to put him in and just laugh and giggle. And I just wanted to see what what I could do. I mean, it was a take on... I was kind of inspired by some of the vampire fiction at the time. I have a scientific background. I worked in a blood bank for years, and a lot of blood fiction, like vampire fiction, is kind of lost on me because I have so much uh, science ingrained in that. So... They would do things, and I'm like, you can't really do that with blood because, you know, it is still living, you know, lots of stuff like that. So, so vampire fiction was always something I, I kind of struggled with. So, I wanted to take Oliver in a direction of uh, doing a little bit of a scientific background of it, you know. So, I, I wanted him to think scientifically and see if he could actually solve his vampireism. Which, of course, he doesn't. Not, that's not a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, he, he tries. Um, but it just kind of, I thought it was funny to see where I could take it in these in a scientific way. And see if that could be, you know, more entertaining to those people that, like me, that kind of are lost on the vampire fiction.
2: I really liked that. And I, I was going to ask you specifically about that, if you had to consult with somebody or if you had a medical background, because I yeah. felt like there was this perfect calibration of non-science myself, uh-huh. how much, how much I could understand and digest. And I was like, this feels really legit. I yeah. can't say it's legit, but it is because I don't know. I'm not, uh, this is not my field of expertise by any means, but it also seemed like because you decided to attack it from a realistic place, you explored areas of vampire mythology that I've never heard people go into before. And I loved it. It was like, well, yeah, how would, how would you deal with that? And how would you handle that? And it just, it, it, as a mythology and as a world building, it makes total sense to me.
1: Blood is something that's everyday. And blood is also, it's a trigger for horror fiction. Everyone kind of associates blood automatically with pain and with fear and it's a trigger but for me blood is more of a science it's kind of cool it does really cool things and I really wanted I did want to explore that side of things I didn't want I didn't want it to be a trigger I wanted it to be a little bit more going into the aspects I I kind of created my own science which is fun when you're an author you can kind of do some things but if you asked anybody like their blood type most people don't know like a sure. of the population doesn't know their own blood type because it's not really important at the time, you know? So that's why authors like to play with blood, with the aspect of blood, because they need that trigger. Um, but using it as a science is a little bit, it's something that I can kind of play with, especially for a, the reader, the reading community that doesn't know much about blood. But I did want to incorporate my background and my scientific background into some of this real science. So there is real science in there, though I kind of tweak it a little bit when you're talking about antibodies and and things like that. Nadia, yeah, she kind of goes into a little bit of a scientific realm of things, um, but I tried to keep it a little bit more elusive, especially even when Oliver goes into some of these procedures. If you know what like dialysis is like, that's kind of what I was going with, but I tried to keep it as in the first person, that was really important that you experience exactly what Oliver is experiencing. So the audience is kind of kept behind a shield. They don't know the science that goes behind it, which a lot of like, when you're talking about just world building in itself, you don't give away all your secrets, you have to just show them the audience just a little bit of what you've created underneath it. So that's kind of what I did with the science there.
2: I mean I don't I don't I don't wanna be in, in some beautiful building and be thinking about like the I-beams or whatever. I want I just <laughs> wanna feel like this is a total to building help. and I love it.
0: Thank you for listening to this in the telling scrap episode, sponsored by vocal teacher Anthony Buck. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals.
1: Read between the